0: The new school year is getting ready to start, has already started in some places, and it's going to be a school year like we've never seen before as this COVID-19 pandemic continues. Just about all students will be learning digitally or at home like the spring at least part of the time. This means that technology will be more important than ever. But having that technology equally available is easier said than done. Wanted to talk more about technology and education, so we reached out to Larry Lieberman. He is the CEO. Of mouse.org. Interesting conversation. Give a listen. So let's start, just give people some context here. Uh, Explain what is mouse.org?
1: Sure. Uh, Mouse.org was founded 20 years ago as part of a national movement to use nonprofits to supplement and drive innovation in learning. And in the case of mouse.org, it was really centered on technology and adding computer science and computer science curriculum into the learning for all children.
0: And we talk technology. Uh, needless to say, that tech will be more important than ever this school year, given a uh, a lot of kids will be learning from home. Uh, and I would say, just about every kid's going to be learning from home a, at least a little bit. So, as important as ever.
1: Uh, yeah, it's certainly uh, more important than ever, and 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 the gaps in technology um, have been exposed in ways most of us weren't even aware of, because we, you know as we get to the school year, there are gaps in technology training. There are gaps in technology devices. There are gaps in technology connectivity. There there are gaps all across the board that are challenging families right now.
0: And I think a lot of us take for granted the technology we have around us, multiple screens, high-speed internet. I mean, doing the learning from home is difficult enough, challenging enough in the best of circumstances. But How concerned are you that we're going to have kids left behind because they don't have access to tech? Are you four kids trying to split one screen? And how can we start to try to address that digital divide? Sure. Um,
1: You know, I'm an optimist. And the good news is that kids learn from everything around them. Right. They, They don't just learn while they're in their seat in the classroom. So I think it's important that we go into this school year knowing that kids learn best from the people they trust the most. And that's why the teacher-student bond is so important, because it's that relationship that really helps students learn. As we shift to remote learning, parents have an extra large burden this semester um, because they're going to be the person next to the child who they trust the most and will be looking for for a lot of their education needs.
0: What is your level of concern with kids learning at home from the idea that do they Do we know, do they retain knowledge like they do in a normal classroom setting?
1: Uh, You know, I I think there's a lot of research that says a lot of things. Um, There is evidence that homeschooling, as its own thing, uh, works quite well for many, many, many students. I think the important thing in this situation is that it's not by choice. We're in this situation right now where... Uh, Students are being uh, directed to do their learning online independently at home in small groups, and it may not be the best solution for any one of these particular students.
0: So let's focus on when the kids are home in a digital learning environment. What are the big keys to getting the most out of that digital learning situation? Because I think in the spring, everybody was addressing this on the run, a lot of trial and error. What should parents focus on uh, as this new school year begins?
1: Yeah, I think it's important for all of us. We look at September as being completely different uh, from a parenting and a teaching perspective than it was um, in the springtime. In the springtime, this was gonna pass quickly and we needed to get through it. Um, Now we're at a much different point. We're launching a whole new school year um, and it's really, really critical for parents to think clearly and, and work with their kids and, and and be compassionate about trying to keep them on a regular schedule first and you know it, it's just all too easy and, and we do hear this from from teachers um, from kids from parents that it, it, kids can shift into this nocturnal you know, schedule which isn't healthy for them to to succeed at home learning. So the most important thing for parents is to try and keep their kids as best they're able on a regular schedule. Among other things, it's helpful, especially for working parents who have to keep their own schedules. Um, the, the second thing is um, to give your child as close to a dedicated workspace as they can have. And it certainly can be the kitchen table. Uh, and in many cases, and in, it's going to be the kitchen table. But young people need a place where they can focus on their learning, where they can pay attention to their work, and there'll be hours a day where they'll be on Zoom calls or, or, or video conferencing with their teachers individually or in groups. So the two biggies um, are really, you know, keeping your kid on a schedule as best you can, um, giving them a dedicated workplace, and then trying to understand the, the tools you have around you to support them.
0: What would you suggest? Uh, it's going to be difficult. I, I have an eight-year-old, and you usually get excited for who the teacher is. And this year, it's a little different. Making that connection with a teacher who, in the mind of a five, six, seven, eight-year-old, if it's all digital, isn't even a real person. Like it, it, there's a a human touch that's missing there. What would you suggest in making that connection with a, a young student and a teacher?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think that it's always important for parents to be in touch with their children's teachers. It's one of the things we talk about um, as a highest priority that, regardless of the subject matter or if your child has multiple teachers, but do your best as a parent to communicate with your child's teacher. Um, especially now because the situation's gonna change so quickly that it's important to keep those channels open. And if a parent can build build a relationship with the teacher, the parent can help facilitate the child's connection in that environment as well. It's hard, it's hard for all of us. Um, and again, the, the good news is children are are as resilient as they come, for the most part, they are extraordinarily flexible um, and they are hopefully on these Zoom calls with classmates or peers that they know uh, and, and communities will build. It's going to take longer. It's going to be more challenging.
0: We've talked a, a lot of about all this from the teacher or excuse me, from the student parent standpoint. Uh, how do you guys look at this from a teacher standpoint? That same thing, trying to establish connection with kids that they, they don't know and trying to do it completely virtually and trying to do it with 25 at one. Uh, from a human standpoint and from a tech standpoint, what are some tips for teachers getting ready for the fall?
1: Sure. It's one of the things we focus most on now at mouse.org is preparing and training teachers for remote learning because it's, it's unlikely there aren't a, a vast majority of classroom teachers who went into um the demands of that occupation because they're fascinated by online video conferencing, right? It's just not naturally, they're not connected. So what we're doing at mouse.org is training thousands and thousands of teachers to make sure they are well-equipped and familiar with the tools of our online learning so that they're not burdened by technology barriers but just the opposite they're figuring out how to take things that they did once in the classroom, whether it was on worksheets or another format and bringing them to life in these online environments. So, so many teachers um, uh, ha- have learned how to uh, embrace these online platforms. And and to some, it was their first time using um, online suites of documents like the Google Classroom products. Um, but they're really, really powerful products and w- they're all working overtime to adjust their curriculum that they're so passionate about into these kind of formats, but the technologies creates barriers. That's part of the problem.
0: How do you start to with those technological barriers? Is there much teachers can do to, to help that to try to, to keep it simple? I mean, If a kid doesn't have access, he doesn't have access. There's only, I would guess, so much a teacher can do.
1: Right. I mean, part of what we're finding in this path to success this fall is uh, a drive of partnerships between school districts, nonprofits, local industry, technology companies, um, local cable companies, and Internet providers are really all coming together to provide support. Um, One of the things that's happening so nicely uh, uh, up in New York City, is um, groups like mouse.org are training the teachers to use the tools, okay? And then the city has organized a, a network of over 20,000 volunteers who are providing on-call tech support services for teachers and people within the Department of Education who, who have immediate questions and need one-on-one support. So we cities all around the country are coming together uh, with this kind of fabric, uh, and organizations and, and huge corporations like Google and hardware manufacturers have really stepped up to provide software and hardware to help connect students. And when and I suppose what's good to know, it doesn't have to be the newest technology, right? Most of these online learning tools live in the cloud, so it's really fine for most students to be working in a on a on a laptop. That, that's five, six, seven years old because the work they're doing is on the internet. It's the connectivity that becomes an issue.
0: And that kind of led to my next question. What is the biggest tech issue you guys hear about? What is the biggest thing people reach out to you? Is it connectivity? Why we can't get on Zoom because it just spins its wheels. We or what is What are the biggest issues you guys hear about?
1: You know, there's there's the biggest issues by volume and the biggest issues by frustration. There's something in education we call the digital divide. right? There are homes with as many computers as there are beings in the household, and everyone's got the space and their own device to connect. Anything short of that, anything short of a household where every person has their own device to connect is a household that's struggling with the digital divide. So yeah, by frustration and by numbers, you know, the biggest divide is in the training to use the online tools. It's actually not a hardware problem um, because you can have a device in your home, but not really know and have been prepared to use it for online learning. So that training is really what mouse.org and other organizations are working on uh, to help districts get up to speed. Good news is, um, on the hardware side and on the connectivity side, in most cities around the country, uh, including Philadelphia, I mean, the, the, the folks providing broadband and high-speed services have initiated programs with school districts to enable families for whom high-speed Wi-Fi is financially inaccessible to provide them with access at reduced, vastly reduced prices.
0: How much progress have we made from March till now? Like I said, the the spring was such a, it was a different mindset because like you said, I think most people thought we'll get through this for a few weeks. And I don't think a lot of people thought in March, we'd still be here entering September. So how much progress have we made and how, how much farther do we have to go to where we can feel comfortable that every kid is, is going to have a at least an equal shot at this?
1: Yeah. Um I think it varies. I, I think when we talk about progress, uh we have to talk about it on a national level. You know, how much progress have we made against the pandemic since March? And I'm not sure we're we're all really certain how much progress we've made overall. Um are we more prepared? Yeah, we're we, we're a lot more prepared. We're a lot better equipped. Um and the uncertainty is what's challenging all of us. So um, at mouse.org, we we talk about the three phases of this pandemic, right? In March, we responded, right? Schools closed, organizations, teachers, principals reorganized. They grabbed what they could grab. they prepared packets for young people and they responded to this immediate crisis of closing schools. now we're in the recover phase where we've responded and we need to recover our strength in education, our our planning, uh, and our ability to lo- deliver these services. And that's really where we are right now. So with online learning, I think most schools are prepared to do it all semester. And we're looking to get to that third phase, which is thrive and We know we'll thrive when we go back in person. What we're trying to do is figure out how we can thrive in a remote learning environment or a hybrid blended learning environment.
0: How much, when we get to the other side of this, whenever that is, how much stronger will we be? Because I think it's one thing leaning on virtual learning, at-home learning, however you want to phrase it, as your main focus. But... If this could be an arrow in the quiver in the big picture, this isn't obviously the road we wanted to take to get to this point. But when we look down the road, could this make education stronger kind of across the board having these tools available and having universal knowledge of how to utilize them?
1: Yeah, we're, we're very optimistic that just despite the pain, the enormous, enormous, enormous pain – hardship, and suffering that our communities are going through, that as we recover and get to the other side, that education has the opportunity to be vastly enhanced by the immersion into this technology world. That's what's so exciting. I mean, you know, at at, at mouse.org, we look for a nation where every child gets a computer science education as part of regular schooling because technology is our future, regardless of whether or not we're gonna be a baseball player, a firefighter, or a a code writer. So um, we are seeing that integration right now in ways that we had hoped would occur years ago. So yeah, there's reasons to be optimistic. Uh, We just never would have wanted it to happen this way.